Welcome to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I'm your host, Jeremy GJ, and you know how we do it over here. We kind of kind of jump right into it, yeah. So, first topic for today. <sighs> so, this originates not from me as a precaution and as a warning, as a preamble to what's about to happen. So, as you all should know now, I work for a moving company. And I spent a considerable amount of time with people in the cabs of these trucks. And like I said before, I usually don't engage in them because they're usually asinine and just disrespectful on every level. And this is one of those conversations. So somehow the conversation between these two young men went from fighting to talking about, you know, people and you know women they've interacted with and it I knew it was getting somewhere going somewhere bad because the tone shifted and the term they used literally made my eye twitch and I'm laughing not because it's funny but because it was so ignorant that I didn't know how else to respond and just thinking about this just makes me so uncomfortable that I don't know what else to do but laugh and that's why the title of this podcast is laugh not to cry so they're getting into these conversation into this conversation about trans people so apparently they've had some interactions with some trans people that I guess didn't end well one guy almost got maced another guy you know was having you know a rather like almost sexual conversation with a trans uh a transsexual person and instead of saying transsexual or trans or anything of that level they refer they were referring to them as nigga bitches quote unquote nigga bitches now this is never a term i have ever run across in my life Ever, and you know, being someone who went to like a what seems to be a pretty liberal school, I was exposed to a lot of things. You know, I, it was like there that I learned so much about like uh, sexuality and gender and how people interact with those things and how there's all these different facets of things. You know, it was kind of prevalent. It was kind of a thing in my high school, but. It wasn't that big, and, um, you know, we did have a transsexual person in high school, and that just kind of rocked Ohio high school, because one day they came in one thing, dressed as, you know, uh, as presenting as male, the next day they came in dressed in a skirt with, you know, heels and a purse, like, it really flipped the school on its head, and no one knew what was really going on, but in all the years that, you know, I've been on this on God's green earth, you know, I have heard trans people be referred to as a lot of things. And nigga bitches is not one of them. And so like I said, I usually don't engage these people because it just seems kind of pointless. But on that day, like my eye was just literally twitching because it was just the most ignorant shit I had ever heard in my goddamn life. So they're going on in this conversation. He goes, the young lady lets him know, hey, I'm also TS. And 
the guy that was telling the story was just saying this and the guy listening to his story was like T.S. what's that and I was like yes and open I was like it's transsexual you ignorant motherfuckers like it is this is not a new term and they like just start cracking up and I'm just like how do you not know this this is not new like this is in the news this is there are stories about how many transsexual people have been killed especially black transsexual people like how do you not know this term like how are how is this the first time you've heard this and they're like after their laughter after their laughter ensued because i just kind of laid into them just about how stupid and ignorant they sounded calling people nigga bitches and they were like yeah i've never used that term in my life like i (laughs) i get it like i get i i don't get it i get growing up in an environment and hearing certain things and you know you're young and you're impressionable so you repeat those things because that's what you hear but as you get older you get out to the world you have to start questioning certain things you have to start just doing a little bit more research and just try to find some type of understanding because there are just too many people in this world and there's too many resources in this world for you to not know that calling somebody a nigga bitch is not acceptable. Like, what? What? And, you know, it just, that blew my mind. And then, as I, we're having a further conversation and it comes up that, you know, this person this trans person has gone through the whole surgery, well, was planning on going through the whole surgery of, like, basically turning their penis into a vagina. Now, I've been on Facebook. I have seen, like, the um, 3D modeling and rendering of that. And who does that make me flinch? Who? Man, cannot imagine. I know they probably do a local anesthetic where you're probably knocked out or whatever. But, ooh, boy. Like, that is, um, yeah, that's pretty in-depth so to me if someone has decided like hey yo i am going to go through this whole process and so what most people don't understand is that it's not just you know guys getting castrated right basically what they do is they reconstruct your your penis into a vagina like they cut it down to size flip it inside out push it into the body the penis head becomes a clit like it's a whole it's a whole process and that terrifying scary thing is yeah and so to me if someone has decided that they were going through that whole process they're pretty damn sure that there is no going back to that like they are pretty sure they are a woman and that that's it it's not cross it's not cross-dressing it's not you know on the weekends, I put on a skirt and heels and makeup. No, they have gone full, like, yeah. So, to me, that's a woman now. Like, I don't care what you say. I don't care what the, you know, birth certificate says or any of that. That is, that's, that's a woman because they no longer have a penis. They have turned their penis into a vagina. And, like, even before those steps, like, I have no problem if the person wants to identify as a woman and they feel in their heart that they are I'm not going who am I to tell you what you feel right I'm not going to argue with you I'm not going to preach and lecture to you like I don't it's 
it doesn't affect my life to care enough to be rude to you about something you feel, right? And it's not harming me anyway. It's not harming anybody in any way. So even if they're pre-op, as they say, if they're pre-operation, pre-turning their penis into a vagina, I don't care, right? And so if someone comes up to me and they're, to, you know, to my eyes, are male presenting, but they say, no, actually, I'm a woman. I'm like, cool, fine. I can, I can, I can accept that there are crazier things in the world, right? So that's just baseline respect, right? Like that's just what that is. You don't. There hasn't. There doesn't have to be any further discussion on that. It's just baseline respect, and it's just respecting another human who's trying figuring out how to be human and live in this world the best way they know how, and that's what they came to the realization of so there's no reason to you know make them feel any type of way about it you just go about the conversation as you would and if you're interested you are and if you're not leave it alone that's just how it goes with anything so this conversation progresses as it always does until into some more ignorant stuff and so it gets to the point of this weird dumb dumbass hypothetical of you know what if you end up you know fucking one and you know you can find out years later that they were you know they were a man before and I'm like what a stupid one what a stupid question and two what is your train of thought of that that you're gonna go what harass and beat up this person that you had sex with that you couldn't tell was trans like at that point it's already done, bro. Like, it's happened. You obviously enjoyed yourself when it happened. And if you found out years later, then you just found out years later. And which is what I said to them. Like, isn't that point kind of mute? Isn't that kind of moot at that point? Because it's like, you already did it. Like, you couldn't tell then. So, what does it matter? And the answer is, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Which they eventually got to because they were like, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. I, if I couldn't tell, then it doesn't matter. That's the whole, thank you. You finally sort of got it, right? The whole thing is that you, it happened and you couldn't tell. So you had sex with a woman. dun da da dun Like you had a breakthrough, but you don't want to admit that you had a breakthrough because you think you're gay because... You fuck somebody with a vagina. Like, I don't know. I know this is like a a weird topic, especially for men and especially for black men, because the black community is so, so homophobic. And, you know, you know, we have really been like super indoctrinated with Christianity and the ideas of it. And, you know, people just get weirded out by new things as it is, and it just goes into this nasty spiral of just being rude and nasty about things you don't have to be rude and nasty about. Like, especially if somebody is letting you know that, hey, I am, I am transitioning or I have transitioned, and, you know, you just respect that. And if you're not interested and you don't want to, like, interact with that, then fine, don't. But you don't have to be rude about it. You ain't got to threaten to beat nobody up. You don't have to actually beat anybody up. You don't have to kill anybody. You just say, you know what? I understand. Thank you for letting me know. I'm just not interested. I get it. Like, that's as far as it goes, right? And so, 
then it gets turned on me. Oh, so that that one you should the the girl I showed you earlier. Would would you do it, Jeremy? Would you? And I'm like, I'm like, one. That's a it's a stupid question because it takes two people to have sex. So for you to ask me that question is assuming that that person wants to have sex with me. So I don't like and never like those questions. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, um, it doesn't matter who it is. Like. I don't like those questions because to me, like I'm always thinking about consent. Consent is the first thing. And so even in hypotheticals like that, I'm just like my brain is just automatically shut down. Like I don't have consent from that person. So I don't even want to have this conversation because it's pointless and will go nowhere. Right. And so to even have that conversation is stupid for me in the first place because I don't know if this person has any interest in me whatsoever. But also like it depends like and that's what it says it depends if i'm attracted to that person maybe but i'm if i'm not i won't if i am i will and they were like well that specific person would you i was like she was cute and i was like and she better be she paid a lot of money to look like that so if the penis has been turned into a vagina maybe but that's still a very moot point because i don't know this person and it's just kind of hypothetical and then one of the other guys was like, you know what? She was kind of fine. And I'm like, yeah. And they usually are because they are paying a lot of money to look like what they want to look like. So the point of trying to make me seem like I'm gay is just kind of move at the same point, too. Because one, it's a woman. They identify as woman. They have quote unquote woman parts. And two, I don't know this person. So it's just weird. And it's. But at the same time, like, I was having a hard time, like, articulating this to them because as a black man, it is really hard to be vulnerable in front of other black men because there's always some, you know, some version of playing the dozens or trying to get under your skin or trying to get at you. And you can never have these real, just real conversations about this stuff because this is the conversation I have with myself regularly, right? I've run into trans people in, in, in the wild, in life, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be truthful. I ran into a trans person on Tinder, and the conversation was just weird because it was a white trans woman, and she was talking about how she loved Big Black Clock and all that bullshit, and it was just weird because after they were, like, I guess, pre-up at the time, and so... I was just like, I don't, I don't do anal. So it just, and then that kind of cured the conversation or whatever. And so, but since then I've had these thoughts to myself and like these conversations with myself, like, would you, would you have sex with a trans person who was post-op? And, you know, is there's this part of you that always want to fight that, like, no, that was once a man and blah, 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 blah. But in reality, like, it just it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter if if I was honored enough to be attractive enough to a trans person who was post-op who wanted to have sex with me I might do it I just might and that's just my god honest truth that I might do it because it's 
one, that's an experience most people can't say that they have. And two, it's just like, what's the matter? A vagina is a vagina at that point, and it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It just, it's just another, it's another interaction that I'm having. It's just stigmatized because we're Americans and we have these quote unquote beliefs and we want to make people feel bad and feel weird and feel different. We always, that's the thing. The thing here is to make everyone feel different. It's supposed to be a melting pot of cultures and ideas and everything else, but we have to compartmentalize. We have to make people feel different. We have to, you know, make it so that we are all special in some type of way. When that's, when actual in actuality we're all special because we can't interact with each other and can be civil with each other that is what this country is supposed to be but it's not how it is and especially in my community that's not how it is and so the answer is yes maybe if you know consent from the other party and they were attractive enough for me to feel that way but that's just it that's it on that you know I've seen some really attractive trans people, and I was like, yeah, fine as fuck, because, you know, they have sculpted themselves to be that way, and then there's some who are just, you know, have quote-unquote more masculine features that I'm just not attracted to, and that's just what it is, so, yeah, and as I need, I need to be surrounded by men and men in general and black men who I can have these conversations with because they are they are important to changing stigmas it is important to changing the mindset of our communities it's important for the next generations to you know grow up with people who have had these conversations and come to realization like you don't have you don't have to agree with me with that you know you want to have sex with a trans person or that you would but you need to really be conscious of why you would or wouldn't you know i don't i'm not going to put that on anybody because that's a that's a big thing like it's a it's a big mental hurdle to get over for some people and so i'm never going to be like you're homophobic if you're not going to have sex with a trans person and no that's that's not my stance my stance is you need to be having honest conversations about why you would or wouldn't do something and you know get to the root of that and figure out that you're not spreading hatred and vile and vitriol at people for no specific reason you need to be really really going through that thought process and making sure that you're not going to be negatively affecting the next generations that come after you because that's that's what calling trans people nigga bitches is that's spreading hate that's spreading vitriol that's just being rude for the sake of being rude when there you know there are other terms you know there are other ways to address that right you don't have to do that and to make the choice to do that is irresponsible and just wrong so if you're one of those people do better just do better be respectful the whole thing the whole golden rule is do unto others you would have them do unto you i have not run into any you know trans people who have been outwardly rude to me or anything like that and if i had it would be i would be rude to that specific person 
not to the whole group of people right and that's the whole thing black people go through right we don't want to be typecast we don't want to be stereotyped we don't want the whole community because you know there are some murderers and thieves and stuff in our community we don't want those people to represent the entire community so why are we spreading hate and disgust and all this other stuff on this specific group of people especially when they haven't done anything to us right they're not they're not setting us back. They're not getting in the way of anything. You know, trans people have been at the forefront of civil rights movements. They have been at the forefront of standing up for other people. So you give them the same support, especially black trans people. They are a part of our community and they are some of the people who are killed the most for like if you look at the percentages, black trans people are some of the people who are murdered the most in our community by percentages so and it's usually by other black people so we have to cut that out we have to change the narrative we have to stop talking about trans people specific ways just talk as talked about them as humans because that's what they are more people just trying to figure out the best way to stay alive and muddle through this this hellhole we call earth because it's already hard enough and they already have all these other things going on. They don't need you making their lives harder. And I don't usually speak on these things because that's not my community. I'm not really on the spectrum. You know, I am a heterosexual cis male. Like, I am okay with those titles. Like, yep, I love women. I'm a dude. That's what I do. And, you know, there are plenty of other spokespeople who are vocal and loud for these communities. But it's also... As someone who also supports people living the way that they want to live, I have to speak on these things when I hear this ignorant stuff. Um, so you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like it, but that's just what it is, you know. And that's why I started a podcast. And it's just mostly me until I have some guests. And then we can go back and forth. But that's either neither here nor there at this point. Um, and so... What that I had another point. I had another point. Oh, that was the other point too. So especially with black men, there's this whole thing of like talking about, you know, um people who have transitioned from um male to female and then gay men. Like why mm, it's so it's just the strangest thing to me that we had they, this, all these discussions about, you know, how it's so weird for men to trans, you know, transition to women and how it's so weird that men have sex with each other. But there's no conversation about, you know, a woman transitioning to a man or, you know, lesbian interactions. Like, I know, like, the porn industry made lesbian interactions so sexy or whatever. Um, And I've been told on many accounts that all that stuff is obviously fake. Um, But it's just weird how the conversation, especially just not even black men, just in the black community in general, is always just one-sided and it's against the males. Like, so you not only are you spreading hate you're spreading it unevenly like it's not even evenly distributed like how are you gonna hate on this subset but then not even use your hate 
resourcefully like it doesn't even make sense so you got a problem with oh that's that's the other thing for me you have a problem with gay guys because you're afraid that gay guys are gonna hit on you which is so arrogant and narcissistic of you to think because if anything gay men have higher standards than heterosexual women um but you got a problem with gay guys because they like other men and you might be a man they possibly like and you got a problem with men transitioning to women because they might like you I don't know if it's my low self-esteem or you know I don't know that I'm just not overly confident but either way those are compliments and you can accept a compliment and still not do anything i it's just it sometimes it just feels like men start talking about these things and the tone they have is that if a gay man hits on them then they're gay or if a trans person hits on them then they're somehow gay or weird and it's just like no dude it's a compliment is it's in the same it like might have like a sexual twinge to it but it's almost the same as your homeboy going like yo i like your cut you got a fresh cut that looks clean or your fit looks good or you know, some nice shoes like and those things are like sort of different because yeah there might be somebody trying to have sex with you and there the other one just seems like you know and a, a compliment about your appearance but they're almost like in the same lane if you think about it like you can accept or not accept both those compliments because they're just compliments and you don't have to interact with your homeboy any differently because he interacted your cut uh, he complimented your cut but you don't have to interact with the gay person any differently if they say that they think you're cute right you can be like cool thank you i appreciate it and if they go hey i would like to have sex with you you'd be like nah i'm good on that like mm, like that's it and i think it's weird for guys because now they're finally in a position that they put women in in that uncomfortable position and they don't know how to handle it and now they have to you know project on another group of people about their insecurities or whatever because they don't know how to deal with something new and also can't face the same type of thing they do to women and make women uncomfortable and so it's a it's a really interesting very strange dynamic like i've had one gay person in my life like hit on me and i was just like thank you for the compliment I'm not into guys, but I appreciate it. And, you know, I know at the time I was I was still pretty young when that happened. And I still had the wherewithal to go. That was cool. At least they were nice enough to let me know that's how they felt. You know, there are lots of women who were later come in my life and say, like, I thought you were cute at the time. And now they got boyfriends or whatever. And I'm like, why didn't you say that back then? It could have been a thing back then. But now you decided to wait. And i we're all in different places in our lives now right and so for someone to be honest and upfront with me about that i was like i appreciate it 
And then they tried to have a further conversation. I was just like, well, I don't know really what your intentions are anymore. So I don't really want to interact with you in, on that matter, in that manner. And, you know, as you know, you, you, uh, as I look back, like I understand now how some women feel when you're like, you try to hit on them and then you're like, oh, I want to be your friend. And you're like, well, I don't want that anymore because your intentions seem impure. So you have to you have to take that you have to you have to learn how to be like separate things like i can accept a compliment and also not have sex with that guy and i didn't know that that was that hard to do but apparently for some people it is so let's just work on that can we can we just work on that as men as black men can we just work on just like just being more civil and just being more respectful and hospitable like there's no reason to just be rude <sighs> okay. Whew. Heavy, heavy stuff. Um, so the next topic is something that's just been popping up on my Instagram feed. Um, and it's this, this concept of like fitness versus surgery. Um, and I, I completely understand that women have been under an immense amount of pressure to look a certain way and I know but I also understand that for a lot of women it's not the pressure per se that dictates how they view themselves but more just like self-confidence things of how they feel like view themselves in their own eyes so there's one specific influencer that i follow and she recently got i i don't know i think she might have got a tummy tuck of some sort um and it was like she showed her before and after pictures and like her body looks nice whatever i thought it looked nice before but to her her she feels nice she feels better because her body looks nice and of course she's you know having going live and i don't look look at lives i hate lives i hate that i get notification for lives but like i was looking through her story and she was saying like asking people to leave her questions so she can address them about blah 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 and you know like kudos to her for like seeing what she wanted and going after it and the part to me that struck for me was that she was saying, look, it's not like I took this as like the uh, quick way out, right? She said she had been working out for years and I have been following her. I could see that she had been working out. You could see her in the gym. You see her working out and her body was changing. Uh, she was losing weight. She was slimming down, you know, her legs were getting more defined. Her butt was getting bigger, um, but you know it she wasn't obtaining the shape she was looking for um and so she went and got the surgery and now she is the she got the curves i guess the small waist she was looking for um but she was having trouble finding that shape via the fitness route um as someone who's really into fitness i understand I understand that feeling um 
working out is a long haul tedious process and it's very it's very like you get up the mountain and slide back down type of thing um you can work out to your blue in the face and eat all the right stuff and sometimes your body just won't react the way that you're expecting it to sometimes your body will linger on something that you know maybe it's just 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 one change is something you have to do and it'll change the whole like ecosystem in your body and things will start functioning differently but the process is long and arduous and for some people it's it's too much like they mentally can't handle how long it'll take and i'm not saying that this specific influencer couldn't handle the process of it i'm just saying that for some people that's how it is like they go to the gym and they're expecting results quickly and it's it's never that um i was at one point i want to say i was like 165 pounds and i was just i was probably i probably had like three percent body fat on me but the process of getting to that weight was that i was i was working three jobs and then two of which were very active so i was teaching a hip-hop cardio class three times a week twice a day on those three days that i worked right so that means i was doing high intensity like cardio and well mostly high intensity cardio with some leg stuff because we were doing a lot of jumping and stuff and some core to keep balance and stuff i was doing that for like how long are my classes i think i had hour-long classes so for three days that was like six times so that's like six hours of like high intensity cardio right and then at the same time i was teaching dance and so i was using like that same choreography or coming up with new choreography and i'd like to do very high intensity high energy dance moves so i was using more and more energy and you know burning more calories doing that and i was teaching you know two times a week but i had you know three or four classes a day and then between teaching my first and second hip-hop cardio class i would go to the gym and i would get on a treadmill and i would run for 10 minutes and then i would lift weights and every day i had a different you know workout plan for each day and when i say i was lean i was and i also my diet uh turkey fish and chicken no beef no pork um and then I was eating things like pasta and stuff, carbs to give me energy. And then my third job, I was a delivery driver. So I was still ripping and running on my feet. So the, the level of working out I was doing at that time was insane. Like I would be in the gym for like an hour, like just going at it. Like Monday was... Uh, what was Monday? Chest and shoulders, Tuesday, legs, Wednesday, um, biceps, triceps. Uh, Thursday was all core and abs. And then I would do like Friday, like another like leg day or something. Like I was in the gym five days a week on top of already doing these high intensity cardio classes. And I got the body shape that I wanted. And 
the issue with that is if you're not somebody who's being paid to be in the gym consistently like you're you're not like an influencer who gets paid to just be in the gym if you're not like a world strongest person if you're not a model if you're not someone who whose time is being paid for for you to be in the gym like that it is really hard to maintain because other things come in into factor into life like you need sleep you need rest you need to actually do another job right you have to work eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever and it's really hard to maintain that and I was back fit for I want to say I was that fit for about a year maybe maybe about a year I was that fit and then I took another job position and it messed up my entire schedule right and so now I'm not working you know three part-time jobs I'm working this full-time job I'm no longer teaching hip-hop cardio I'm just dancing which is still intense but you know not as intense and then I'm working out less because I have less time in a day and it went away as it does it only takes two weeks to lose all the fitness you gain no matter how long you've been working out right and so like my body was like carrying along for a bit and then it started to go and that's just the way of it right and so we set ourselves up for failure when we're trying to obtain these crazy unreachable body goals like at that point in time I don't think I was really looking for a body goal I was really just hurting and the gym was just like something that made me feel good so just in there and you know that's why I was able to maintain it I was going to the gym by myself for like six months straight like six to eight months straight like I was in there consistently Monday through Friday just working it out by myself with my music on and I was the fittest I could ever be but to maintain that was just crazy like what I was doing was nuts at the time and looking back at it so I I say all that to say is that I I don't look down on people who get certain surgeries to make themselves feel better. Now, if you're doing it because I don't know because you're I don't really know if you're trying to look like somebody else or um, if it's because you know you don't want to put in the work that that I feel different about that because it's just like if you would have tried maybe maybe you would have gotten the results you were looking for at least try first and if you fail then go that route um, but it just there are certain things that just kind of just I sit that sit well with me like okay I get it like like uh, Kelly Rowland, like this is a good example. Kelly Rowland, Destiny's Child, if you don't know, and then she went single and she has, you know, beautiful, beautiful dark skinned black lady. Love her, love looking at her. Um, but when she was in Destiny's Child, she was talking about how she couldn't fit any of the things that Beyonce's mom created for her because she has small breasts. So, at when she went solo, she got a boob job, and she didn't do anything crazy she went from like 
like a B cup to like a C cup so that she could fit her dresses better. Okay, that makes sense. That's logical. The thing that blows my mind is like people, like I follow this this another influencer. Like she had perfectly fine boobs as they were in the opinions of most people because she was a stripper. (laughs) But she is a stripper. Um, But she went from where she was to a bigger size. Now, I understand, like, that's a confidence thing, maybe. That's a, maybe a business move for the profession she's in. But it's also just, like, how far do we go before we just start saying that it's gregarious? Like, there's, there's no more, there's, it's gone too far. There's no point in doing that. Like, it's not for me to tell somebody what to do with their body, but it's also just, like, how do we iterate to someone like you were chill how you were like i'm not saying anything was wrong is wrong with what you did and i'm not admonishing you for what you did but also know that you were you were beautiful the way you are the way you were before you got that done right um and that's a tricky line to walk on because, you know, that can be interpreted any type of way and it could be seen as you admonishing them and telling them that they did something bad. But, you know, it's, I think it's okay to let people know, like, hey, I support you, whatever you do. Just know that I also think you look fine the way you are. I think it's, if that's the thing you want to do and invest your money in, I support you wholeheartedly. But also know that I support you also not doing that because I like the way you look now or whatever I don't know I guess I'll cross that line if I run into somebody who does that but for me I know I won't be getting any body enhancements you know I would love my pecs to be bigger so I'll just do more (laughs) push-ups I'm not getting any pec implants I'm not getting any bicep implants I would love for my calves to be bigger they're genetic it's genetic my dad got small calves but uh, I don't see myself spending any money to make it look like I got bigger calves. They work. It's fine. I fit pants fine. It's okay. Um, but yeah. And so the answer, there's no answer to this for me really. is really not even fitness versus surgery. It's just like if you can wait it, if you can go through the process of fitness and, you know, watch your diet be in the gym consistently and, you know, following a progressional map that, you know, works for you, you're, you're, you might find the result that you're looking for. If you've already tried that route and it's just not working for you and you're looking at the surgery route, just be sure that it's, you know, really what you want to do because they, they don't, the people who are doing surgery don't care either way, right? Um, you, they gonna make money if you put it in. They gonna make money if they gotta take it out. So, be really sure that's what you want, and also be sure to. It sucks, but be sure to be ready to answer all of the stupid stuff people are gonna say to you about whatever decision you make. Be confident in your decision, whatever it is. Just also be prepared for people to be in your business because that's what they do um speaking of fitness versus surgery terrible transition 
<laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible transition. But um, fitness as in power, power as in power scaling, power scaling in anime. All right, got there eventually. Not that great, but it's me, and I thought it was funny. And that's all that matters at this point, or does it? I guess people listen to this. Um, and so I've been, you know, uh, been watching Dragon Ball Super because it is out fully in dub. And yeah, it's been good. You know, it feels very nostalgic, but better because the art's updated and crispy and looks very nice on my LG TV. Um, and the thing about anime is that power scaling is a very big factor in how the show flows. So if you don't know what power scaling is, it is just how basically how the protagonist's power compares to whoever they're fighting at the time, the antagonist and, you know, for shonen animes is really about like watching them train and seeing how they get more powerful and how they overcome these obstacles right and so at each point of their training and each point of their you know their journey there is going to be they usually have an antagonist that is about their power level that challenges them now usually it's a fight they try to make to seem like it's really even um just so that the person has to push through a little bit harder to find to get ready to be prepared for the next level they're supposed to be going to so i get that i understand that now in reference to dragon ball super the power scaling to me seems a bit off so if you haven't seen dragon ball super sorry spoilers but it's been out a while there were two movies that this covers so i would say get on it that's it (laughs) so (laughs) um so we're at the part where goku is fighting frieza okay goku has gone super Saiyan God. No, he's going Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan God. Ugh, a mouthful. So basically, he had the God form before, but he could only get that through like the special ritual where he had to get the energy from other people. He goes off and trains, comes back with the ability to use this divine power, but in his words, he stepped it up, and now he's the Super Saiyan version of that God power. So, in my mind, that means, okay, he was fighting a deity as a deity before, and was sort of going toe-to-toe, even though we know, they tell us in the show that Beerus wasn't really fighting at his true power, but he still had to use some oomph in order to fight him. So in my mind, okay, if he's not using his full power, he's somewhere between 25 and 50% of his power, maybe, right? 
so we get to the fight and Goku is fighting Frieza and Frieza powers up. Okay, so now we have Golden Frieza. Alright, cool. Now everyone the 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 thing about this so, this so called Super Saiyan Super God whatever <laughs> form is that you know, it's supposed to be divine energy. It's supposed to be so high that the only other people who can sense it are people who have reached that level of, like, divinity. They're, like, deities or gods, right? Only other people who are supposed to be able to sense that are those type of people. Frieza powers up, and the people who are watching it are like, wow, his power is massive. Meaning that they can still feel it, Right? And we're watching this, and I'm watching this fight, and Goku is getting his ass whooped. And I'm really confused because, okay, he's leveled up to this point where nobody else can feel his power except the deities and Vegeta, who's also reached this level. But. They can feel Frieza's power, and he's whooping Goku's ass. Like, how how does the power scaling work on that, right? Goku shouldn't have any problems with somebody that mortal humans can still sense their power. Like, you can talk about all the battle prowess of all you want about Frieza. Frieza was in hell for 10 years, right? And they had to like find a little bit. Well, the little bits of his body were wished back by Shinron. They had to put him in a in a tank for his body to come back. And yes, he trained for four months, but that's four months versus ten years of atrophy. Like that doesn't even make sense. And then again, the spectators can feel his energy. So that means he hasn't reached a divine level. So therefore, how is he even touching Goku? Like the power scaling just seems off. Like if he's one step above what he was using to fight a god before, and was kind of going toe to toe with him, how is it now that he surpassed that and having trouble with someone who's not a god? Like. It doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. It doesn't. It that happens a lot in some like animes. Like that was one of the issues I have in One Piece. Like the power scaling just seems so so weird. Not only was he like Luffy, the main character of One Piece, having to like reach out and have help from like his crewmates because they're pirates. If you don't know the show. Um, not only did he have to reach out and get help, but also the people he was fighting, it like regressed. Like he would fight somebody really strong and beat him and then fight a minion of somebody else and and get tore up. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So how's it in one episode, he beats one of the seven warlords of the sea, 
supposed to be the strongest pirates in the world, but then he can't beat the minion of another set. Like, you beat the top dog, you beat one of the top dogs, but then couldn't beat the minions of another top dog. Like, the what, how strong are you actually then? Like, are you strong or are you just a protagonist? Like, are you winning because you have strength or are you winning because you have to? And that that's where it gets foggy for me. Um, now I I can see, now I like One Piece because you can see Luffy actually like training and learning and thinking instead of just jumping into stuff. Um, and excuse me that makes it a more enjoyable show for me but before it was just like that guy's strong i'm gonna fight him and i have to have no training and i'm gonna beat him because i'm a protagonist and it's like okay sure like it, it it took a very long time for there to be a character to put luffy in his place and it just it was way too long into the show like 700 episodes into the show is when Luffy finally got put in his place for real and then even more episodes after that until he was like really recognized that he had to train so I don't know the power scaling thing always just baffled me sometimes because it's just like I get it you want to make it interesting but what would be interesting to me is if y'all scaled it correctly and use the same terminology throughout so that it made sense, right? Now, it would make sense if Frieza powered up and they were like, oh my God, we can't feel his power either. He must have ascended to this God level. And then like, okay, I understand why Goku's having trouble now. They are in a, a realm that, you know, mortals can't understand. But if one's at a, at a level of a deity and one's at the level of a mortal, what? that's not a battle. That should be a massacre. And that just should have been what it was. But they had to stretch it out for the show and for the movie they did for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I got today. I didn't really have anything tech or dance to talk about. I might be starting vocal lessons soon, but I promise you I will do no singing on here. I am not trying to embarrass myself that much. Um next time you tune in i might have an intro song i've got some samples that came in shout out to young jay santiago artist also producer go stream his stuff on title pandora wherever you listen to stuff um my favorite song is mob um go check it out appreciate the work and i'll give him a shout out again when i get my final beat but yeah that's been another episode thanks for tuning in i'll chat with you next time peace